different? Like the ones you do for yourself and the ones you else do for Hopefully, we're, we're going to work on that. Yeah, that, that's part of what... Which one's, which one's more diff- so different? Well, like, you, you're second highest for me. We both agreed the highest one. Yeah. Second highest, you guys helps. Uh-huh. You 19. Well, I did myself, I went 13. <laughs> okay. Well, and, and... But here's the thing. Like, my... My, my evaluation of you is based on observation. Your evaluation of yourself is based on motivation. Like, you think about... Just like, say, perfect example. Um, Chet said, I, I should have... The, I should add the gift of service as one of mine. And I'm like, no, I shouldn't. I hate I hate, I hate you know, I, 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 I don't hate, but I... That is not natural for me. I just I do it because oh, okay. I'm supposed to. It's what it, it's what a Christian does. But it's not you it's know not something you enjoy. It's not something that I enjoy. And a lot of these questions on this are I, I take great joy in this. Well, I don't take joy in it. I just get it done. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that that's I think that's some of the source of the differences. But anyway, I'm getting ahead of. I'm probably stealing. Hi, girls. Yeah, you might oh, yell up to Aaron. Actually, uh, it, it, um, Aaron already left. Yeah. I don't know if... Uh, it, looks like, it looks like they left. Yeah, because two cars are gone and the new ones are Yeah. 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 gifts. We, we, two weeks ago, we sat down and kind of gave the, the biblical instruction regarding spiritual gifts from 1 Corinthians 12, and I just kind of want to give a brief review of the things we've talked about to refresh our memory as we enter into this time. Now, first we talked about you know, every true believer, everyone that has received Christ has received the Holy Spirit, and as a result of receiving the Holy Spirit, they have received uh, at least a gift or gifts, and therefore they should not be um, they should be used and not excluded. We also talked about what it looks like if uh, we fail to use those gifts, that, that we actually grieve the Spirit. Now, I used that illustration of the man who was hit by the car and the paramedics failed right. to act. And uh, that's a lot like uh, what, it, what it looks like for us if we fail to use our gifts, that if we, if we uh, out of pride or fear or uh, you know, out of exalting ourselves or dismissing other people or or just not acknowledging, recognizing what our gifts are, you know, failing to use those opportunities is, is very grievous. Um, we've talked about that these gifts, they come from the Spirit, therefore they do not belong to us, 
It's not like it's a lifelong thing that we can claim ownership to, um, nor are there any reason for us to boast. But instead, they're meant for the common good. They're meant for, we're to use those to glorify God and for the good of others. Um, and we also talked about how the church is, is unified by the fact that we have a diversity of gifts. So it's not good for us to all want to, to have the same gift. In in 1 Corinthians, their, their desire was for tongues. They thought that that was the highest gift. And everybody should then desire that highest gift. But when they did so, they, they were neglecting all the other gifts. And Paul says, no, we need to be unified through our diversity, that all that we each have gifts that comprise the whole range. Um, and then, you know, uh, we have to remember that, that we are a single body, that we're not a collective of individuals, but we are, we are each members of this one body. And that has effects on how we think about our gifts, because our gifts are meant for the good of the body. You know, we use them in three ways. One, to glorify God. Two, to, uh, um, to equip the church, to build the church up, to edify the body of believers. And then three, to be salt and light to the world around us. And remember that illustration that I used of, of Martin Luther when he's talking about the sun. That the sun is not to exult in itself, though it's fairer than the earth or the trees. But it said to the tree, tree because you are green, my desire is to make you more green. And that's the way we think about it. That's just what the sun does. So us with the body. Um, we use our gifts so that it might build up the church, and the church might then be able to use its gifts in greater amount. Um, and again, gifts mean nothing without love. So the summation of the message was that we were to earnestly to desire to identify and use our gifts to the glory of God and for the good of others, to build up the church and to fulfill our mission of being salt and light to the unbelieving world around us. And so before we get started um, in just examining the result of our our gifts. I want us to open our Bibles to Ephesians 4. We're going to look at verses 11 through 16. God gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for the building up of the body of Christ, until we attain the unity of faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine by human cunning and by craftiness and deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into Him who is the head, into Christ. From Him the whole body, joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when every part is working properly, makes the, whole, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. So I just kind of want to quickly ask some questions about this text. One... Who did God appoint in this text? Paul. 
Yeah, yeah, that's right. And why did he appoint them? To equip the body. Yeah, to equip the saints for the work of ministry. And that's that's what we as the elders are trying to do with this core team development, with this spiritual gift inventory. We want it to be a means of identifying, equipping, you know, preparing us for the work of ministry. Not that our preparation will end when core team development's over, but we want to build a foundation with which to grow from. Um, why are the saints equipped for the work of ministry? Building up the body of Christ, yeah, yeah. And how long do we continue in this? Until mature manhood. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. Until we reach maturity, the fullness, fullness of, Christ. of Christ. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting that he identifies the fullness of Christ by two things: by the unity of faith and by the knowledge of the Son. And it, it's interesting in this text. We don't really think about it too often when we look at it, but it, how truth-centered it is, how doctrine-centered it is, how gospel-centered it is. That if we want to arrive at a knowledge of the Son of God, if we want to arrive at mature manhood in Christ, we do that by growing in our understanding of the Word. Because he said, so that, the reason why we grow, we are to to grow into maturity, to mature manhood, to fullness of Christ, is so that we will not be tossed to and fro as children you know, by, by the waves, by every wind of doctrine. So again, there's this there's this centrality and truth there that, that's really key. Rather, we are to speak the truth in love. That's the gospel truth. Um, so that we might grow in every way into Him, who is Christ. Um, so, you know, towards the end of that passage, who is it that holds us together? What is the result of the body working properly? Build itself up in love. Mm-hmm. And again, this is exactly why we want to take time here to identify and develop our spiritual gifts so that we might grow in unity and knowledge of Christ. And that our love for Him and our love for one another uh, might be evident. That we might be full in Christ. That's that's our goal here. So, you know, we I hope you guys have that. You know, we, we've taken this inventory seriously, even though it's kind of mundane, you're answering a lot of questions, and there's some discrepancy in maybe the results. We want this to, to really be a means of encouragement. And I hope that you guys are as excited as I am to see the results of, of how God has equipped us um, to fulfill His mission to build a redemptive community of gospel-centered people. Um, you know, in Plan of Patience, a few weeks ago, Shane talked about you know, one of the things, one of the keys to our strategy of playing patience is identifying evidences of grace in others. And that this is one of the ways that we can do that. So let this be a time of celebration. Let's look in anticipation to you know, what the Lord is going to tell us about ourselves. You know, and let's rejoice in that. And let's look at this as an opportunity to encourage and identify those evidences of God's grace. Um, Let's begin with uh, with prayer. Jim, would you mind praying for us? I would not mind at all. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, um, it is good 
to celebrate uh, the work you have done uh, by your Spirit in gifting your people. And uh, Father, uh, thank you uh, that you have uh, gifted us particularly according to your will uh, for uh, the building up of your kingdom and for the, the good of this body. Uh, Father, we just rejoice in that. And, and I do pray that would be exactly what happens here today as we, um, as we discover the ways in which you've gifted us. May we rejoice in those giftings because it's evidence of grace, evidence of your work in our lives. But also, God, as we leave uh, this place rejoicing in, in the way you've gifted us, may we be determined and committed to obedience and using our gifts for the building up of the body, for the building of your kingdom, and ultimately for your glory and honor. And I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, was anyone surprised by the results? Yes, I was. How so? I scored high on administration. According to this, <laughs> according to this spiritual gift inventory, I have the gift of administration. <laughs> and I would just absolutely disagree with that. <laughs> but how are you defining it? Because well, that's just there's it. two different definitions of it. Yeah, I, mean, I, 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 um, I think that it's, it, I think this is addressing this decision-making kind of thing. Well, and, and, that, and that is what I, because the questions about administration had to do with, you know, are you comfortable making decisions for a group? Would you rather just make the decision for the group yourself or try to build consensus? And, and so in that case, I think you just be. I think you can put a dictator instead of administrator. <laughs> and I, 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 have, I have the gift of dictatorship. <laughs> Obviously, there. You. Know, I looked at so many spiritual gifts assessments, yeah, no. and none of them are perfect. No, I think the questions this is are not okay, perfect. though, yeah. because it, like a principal has an administrative assistant who right. does the things that we tend to think of the gift yeah. of administration, like. You know, doing those odd jobs yeah. like Excel spreadsheets and blah, blah, yeah. blah. But and you do have the ability to organize primarily people around certain yeah. functions. People. But, but that's know, what the administrator yeah. does in yeah. school. And, or and, and, and so in, under that definition, mm -hmm. it, it, I guess I'm not too surprised, but usually when you think of administration, you think of the very detail-oriented mm -hmm. kind of like, dude, that is not me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, Anyone else surprised by the you've heard You've heard people say the devil's in the details. No, the devil is details. <laughs> wow. Well, between me and Phil adding together our numbers, I got a 10 in music. <laughs> that wasn't really a surprise, but it was kind of funny. Well, if you want to add mine in there, then it's 12. <laughs>
I th- you know, when you had a really hard time and, and someone's really kind of adverse abusive to you for a long time, I think that you, for me, I kind of got the idea that since I had endured these years of harassment, I should endure years of blessing. Either that or just kind of got beaten down where you didn't. I was a little more thing-focused and people-focused because people had just kind of, you know, sat on me for a while and demolished my spirit a little. So I think I, shift, I shifted my focus even a little bit to more things than people because there's less pain involved in that. Um, and so that was a real wake-up call this morning. I was praying through that because I thought, you know, I used to be really strong in agitation before it got kind of mean. And I think that, <laughs> I think it was in response to those really hard circumstances. And I think it's a, I don't know if it's a quenching of the spirit. I, mean, I know that there's, or if it's just, um, a, you know, exhausted flesh. It's probably a combination of the two. Mm-hmm. You know, where it's like, well, why do I never exercise this gift anymore? So this is this is a series of raise your hand questions, but uh, how many believe their results to be motivated by their desires and passions, current desires and passions? Okay. Uh, how many believe their results to be motivated motivated by apparent needs? Apparent needs. Needs that are obvious. So you're just doing it because you see, yeah, yeah. Sometimes you see a need, yeah, right. Okay. Mhm. Mhm. I think that sometimes too. Yeah. Um, How many believe that their results to be motivated by a longing to obey the commands of Christ? How many believe their results to be motivated by what you are already doing? The ministry that you are already involved with. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that's part of it, too. Yeah. yeah. How many believe the results to be motivated by what you believe God is calling you to? Yeah. These questions all point in one direction, and that is calling. Because I, I firmly believe that God equips us to fulfill the call that He has placed on our lives. And if that call changes, that gifting changes. You know, that, that we don't, we don't, we can't lay hold a, a claim to a certain spiritual gift. That it might be something that we have for a season, it might be something that we have for a moment. In Numbers 11, you know, um, uh, Moses writes about the 70 elders who prophesied once and then never again. You know, they were endowed with the spiritual gift of prophecy, but then never able to do that again. And I believe, I firmly believe that. You know, I, I scored pretty high on evangelism. Um, I don't, I'm not sure that I have the gift of evangelism, but I can tell you this. When I was in India, and we were walking around to these different villages, sharing our faith, I truly believe, at that moment, I had the gift of evangelism. I mean, I felt the Spirit's presence working on me and through me. The ability to clearly articulate the gospel across uh, culture lines. I, I was able to see those who were you know, ready to receive Christ. You know, and, and focus my attention on them, and it's almost like God gave me the words to speak directly to that person, even though I had no idea who they were. And uh, and that was, you know, for a week that that happened, and I haven't had that same level of of you know the spiritual gift of evangelism since then. And so, yeah, I I truly believe that that God equips us to what He's called us to, and not. Not only just with spiritual gifts, but also with certain um, attitudes, demeanors, dispositions. For example, I'm a natural introvert. 
And but here I am a church planter who is required to be an extrovert. And I don't think that I'm really having to flex really hard to be an extrovert. I think that God is making me into an extrovert. I'm not an extrovert in the same way that Jim is an extrovert. No but, <laughs> but still, you know, I take I took I took the, the Myers Briggs test, I came out as an extrovert. And I, was like, I, I I was shocked. Yeah. But well, that's awesome. You know? And it's just based upon if it was just enough, you know, God's kind of moved me yeah. across that right. dividing line there, but but still, I think it's God equips us to do what He's called us to do. So uh, we shouldn't be surprised to see yeah. see all of these things: de- desires, passions, needs, longing to obey Christ. You know what we're already involved with and what we believe God calling us to to influence our results. So here's what we're going to do: we've done these individual things, and I've got these total sheets, and I don't know if you guys have filled them out. If not, I've got plenty. You don't have one. See, what we want to do is, we want to take the scores from your first assessment, our oh, second assessment, okay. all those assessments, and then we're going to run totals. Oh, okay, I don't have one. Okay. And uh, we'll take a few minutes to do that. And so you'll kind of write what's on the last line here. Okay. And on, you know, these different ones, and then we'll... Uh, because here's, you know, we've kind of dealt with this already, you know, kind of like, well, I might think that I have this gift. I might think that I have the gift of evangelism. I might answer those questions. Do I feel like I have a real heart for the lost? And I might say, yes. But when Jim fills that that same questionnaire out for me, he reads that and he's like, well, I, I don't see... I don't see Chet sharing his faith. I don't hear Chet talking about the lost or sharing his faith. I, I don't hear Chet praying for the lost. So I'm going to put a zero on that. So I immediately went from a four with Jim zero down to a two. And then we have a better a better perception of what our gifts really are. So this is this is why we, we took multiple ones. And we kind of want to, in a, in a sense, take an average so that... Uh, we might have a better idea of what, what our total giftings are. And I'm going to bounce my baby while you guys do that. Yeah, yeah we're not going to actually do the average thing. We'll just kind of go with the total number. Oh, that would be sufficient. That would be good. Because I was thinking, uh, yeah. We're not going to push it, divide everything by three. Oh, two. Would she think spiritual gifts is mine? No. Okay, I have to tell you guys a funny story while you're doing this. Uh, one of my friends from college wrote on her Facebook that her son said to her to his dad the other day, Dad, I told Jesus he could come into my heart. I do bad things. Jesus said, you poopy head. I just, I just realized something. Who's that? I don't think I ever asked anybody else other than Judy to do it. That sense of, I didn't get three. I, That's okay. We'll just go with two. I mean, your wife's going to know you. Yeah. I just I totally forgot to like do anybody else. Black. When I took a... You know, I did one for Phyllis. I mean, her top three were very similar. You know, hers and mine. Comparing them together. And you should kind of see that with spouses. 
Maybe not in the case of the homies. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Our first two matched. Honey. Oh my gosh, okay. You gave me a higher score in music than you gave yourself. I think it was the motivation thing. Oh my gosh. Are you making joy from the voice? Because you have an I'm sorry, honey. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to single you out like that, but that's Perhaps he was only gifted for a season. There you go. Maybe it was one of those quirky polish. 
Could be, yeah. My passions and desires. You know, I pay for the class and the flowers are paid for, so. Yeah. I do have, I do have, Joe's assessment of himself and the one I did for him. You want me to score his out, too? Another one of those total sheets? Yeah, it's in that folder. Okay. yourself, what were the top three of those that assessed you individually, sort of the top um, the top lines right there, 
on your on your sheet. And then uh, and then what were your totals when you added them all up? What came out to be the highest then? Okay. So yeah, first four lines and the last line. It's kind of what we want to decide from the day. Four. Yeah. Name is when we go around. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, who'd like to start off? Uh, I don't know. Okay. My name is Kayla. <laughs> Hi, Kayla. Hi, Kayla. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, the top three from from my assessment were intercession, mercy, and pastor. Okay. Um, the top three from Phyllis were pastor, hospitality, and intercession. And then from Hillary, we're pastor, exhortation, and hospitality. Okay. And so when you total those up, what did you get? Pastor, mercy, hospitality. Okay, so here's what I'm doing. See, I'm going to put the total amount here. So putting Kayla in here. Pastor, mercy, and hospitality. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because it was a, it's a numbers game, you know. Okay. It's not necessarily about what is the highest that they assess you at, but as you run the across there, right. what scores the highest? Yeah. Okay. I can tell you if you want to look up here. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Yeah, now I can look at this. So here I put Kayla in here under pastor is her number top three, and then Mercy. Hospitality. So what I'm wanting to see is what is, what are those totals that we're, we're running across, and how does that you know has God completely fulfilled this? Are we lacking you know we, are we lacking intercessors? Are we lacking givers? Are we la- you know just to kind of see where how how that has equipped us across the board. Um, if you want to look up here, I'll, I'll go ahead and give you Shane and Lana and, and then uh, Logan and Allison. You know kind of the, the Illinois or the Louisville folks. So you can kind of see. Shane, much to my surprise, scored number one as a community builder. You know, community builder is kind of like a, a catalyst, somebody that oversees like church planting, which makes sense. I mean, he's involved with this church plant. He's involved with the church plant in Louisville. But um, that was kind of a surprise. And um, he also scored high, highest in leadership and administration. See, Caleb... Caleb, his top three of the totals were evangelist, teacher, and knowledge. So you got uh, Lana. Hers was wisdom, mercy, and discernment. Uh, then we've got, let's see, we've got Allison. Uh, they they gave me their individual top three. They didn't they didn't run the total, so I kind of had to try to figure out based on their two. You know, kind of where they came out. And I only put two down for them until I can get their total amounts. But uh, Allison was exhortation and hospitality. Logan was hospitality and helps. Um, and then Kelly. Kelly was discernment, hospitality, and craftsmanship. So that's kind of where, where each of them have come out. So who else would like to give us your results? Let me give you Joe's since he's not here. Okay. Joe. We're doing the... 
doing how he assessed himself individually and then how the other assessments, what the top three was there, and then the total top three. So here's his his top three were actually four because he had yeah. the tie. Okay, giving, faith, missionary, and helps. Giving, faith, missionary, and helps. That's how Joe assessed himself. And here's the assessment I did. Um, serving helps hospitality and missionary. Okay, and then here are the totals. Helps, faith, and missionary. Helps, faith, and missionary. Yeah. I'm sorry. Help giving faith and missionary. Because he still had four of the highest. And then since mine is right here. Uh, good job, not missionary. Oops. I know. Thank you. Thank you for that clarification. That would be okay. missionary, missionary. Yes. Now this is mine. And the way I assessed myself, there were four that were highest, and they are hospitality, missionary, administration, and community building. And then here is how Judy assessed me. Community builder, evangelist, hospitality, missionary. And here were my three highest. Hospitality, community builder, and missionary. Okay. Now I'm trying to remember what they were. Hospitality. Gotcha. Oh, you got them now. Yeah. Great. Go ahead and do mine. Uh, for myself, hospitality, music, serving, and helps. From Polly, hospitality, music, community builder, and craftsmanship. From Keith, hospitality, music, and helps. Top three were hospitality, music, and serving. Need music. Yeah. <laughs> right. Do you do any research? So, hospitality, music, music, and serving. Or do you want me to hand it to you and not take the baby? Phil, that doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. I'm saying why yeah. I do. Yeah. But, I mean, when I look at this, I mean, this is an example of a sort of how. How three different ones come together and strike a real balance. You know, when I see that, I was like, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense um, in the way that God has gifted you. Um, so again, hopefully, I mean, these aren't these are by no means like fail proof, you know. And it, you know, we're not limited to three. It's not like God but, says. I was thinking about last night when we were going over ours. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, serving. Yeah, I like to help. <laughs> like. <laughs> Build up one another here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Sometimes there needs to be some crack. Yeah. Okay, mine were for myself, teacher, helps and giving. And then uh hold on a second. Okay, Kayla's for me were 
were knowledge-based, and then a tie between race and health and hospitality. So my top three were health, teacher, and faith. I haven't talked about mine yet, so I can't do that. Um, how I scored myself. Um, I scored profit, teacher, knowledge. Uh, Phyllis scored me teacher, knowledge, discernment. And then Logan scored me profit, community builder, missionary. And when you got to the totals, uh, it was profit, teacher, and knowledge as my top three. And so I've got them there. So we need some intercessors and some healers. Okay, here's 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 Judy's. Okay. Here's how she assessed herself. Okay. Intercession, giving, healing. Here's the way I here's the way I assessed her. Hel- uh, intercession, helps, teacher. Here are her top four, which because there's the last two top. Okay. Um, intercession, giving. Exhortation and healing. Ooh, look at that. There you go. <laughs> Exhortation. Yeah, uh, it was it was intercession, giving, exhortation, and healing. Okay. Huh? Mm-hmm. Did you say twice? No, intercession. That's what I say. Okay. And we've got Keith or Polly. Ladies first. Uh, the top two that I had were serving, giving, and hospitality. Phil had giving, hospitality, and then there were a tie between like leadership, discernment, faith, and craftsmanship. And then Judy had me at serving helps, wisdom, and giving. So my top three were giving, hospitality, and serving Really hope would be the result. <laughs> but, uh, I'm sorry. 
that, that we would have that thing completely full. Uh, and again, this is only saying top three, knowing right. that some people may have fewer, some people may have more, you know. Um, but this gives us a good idea, a good range. And uh, even as small as our, our body is currently, how God has equipped us to fill each that's of these awesome. roles. You know, that, that there's multiples in, huh. in certain areas. You know, like, man, hospitality, look at that. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, we all know we can drop in on each other. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm kind of expecting some invitations for dinner. <laughs> Is it, you, know what, you know what's really funny about the hospitality one? Some of the people on the hospitality list have had parties at other people on the hospitality list houses when they weren't even home. Yeah, that's, yep. true. that's true. That's got to be a, a, a sign of the hospitality. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So I'm wondering about Caleb and I, since our spouses are used to hospitality. Uh-huh. But the other version. <laughs> well, how was how was your total? Was it kind of high? Oh yeah. No, no. Yeah. It was higher than than other things though. Like the New York. Well, I'm like, you're totally only a hospitality person because because you don't always enjoy having people over. You don't like to cook anything. You don't like the clean. But I like having people over just because I don't like the preparation for it. Doesn't mean I don't enjoy people at our home. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, Caleb was kind of middle of the road there. But again, you know, you do kind of have to wonder. I, I, I think that it, it's perfectly acceptable. Everybody for, thinks about it differently. Yeah, or, you know, one one side of the couple has a positive influence on the other, or, you know, both share it. Do you well, both share it? That's awesome. I it's not like, surprising for both to be up there, though. Yeah. I feel like regarding that, that. There are two ways to think about that, and one of the one of the professors' wives at Southern was really good to point out. Like she's like, I'm not Mary Muller, and I am not going to make my homemade pie crust and invite people over. Like sometimes I have peanut butter and jelly on paper plates for my guests, and I don't have my house clean, but I love that they're there in my house. Yeah. And that's if if she said that. Being hospitable is when somebody leaves your home and they feel either refreshed or energized or blessed by having been there. It's not about whether or not your home is perfect. Like, and so yeah. you need to evaluate how they're feeling as they leave. If they, if you've somehow been a blessing by using your home. So anyway, that was I think encouraging because yeah. sometimes we can get too hung up on all that, and people felt totally uptight in our house. <laughs> you know what I mean? They leave having felt like, oh gosh, that was overwhelming or something. You know. But anyway. Or you know you have that gift and they don't want to leave your house. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Or you create the space for your wife that's quite a little bit room. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's right. Well, Judy, that just shows that you're high in the gift of mercy, right?
only because I scored myself too high. I was merged for myself. Uh, I mean, that's funny. I gave myself eight. Polly gave me a four. And our total was zero. Nice. Well, we only had two back then. But still, because uh, yeah. it was midnight, and I, I didn't know it was a two. <laughs> so, a lot I scored as a two. Like, so, so let you know. What are y'all's thoughts on this? I mean, are are you surprised by any of the results? Do they make a lot of sense? The healing thing kind of freaks me out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think I think you need. <coughs> to You're not declaring that you know, yes, right. Yeah, I, I think you need to. The praying for healing. Well, yeah, and see that that's what it takes. It makes perfect sense to me that someone with the gift of intercession might also have the gift of healing. Mm-hmm. And that, that gift to be centered in their pray, their commitment to pray for physical healing for people. Yeah. Or emotional healing for people. Did, did you all get this? Yep. yep. Okay. Um, let, let's look down at, at sort of the definition of healing real quick since, since that came up. Um, the divine enablement, enablement to be God's means for restoring people to wholeness or... Acts of caring for the sick and medically treating them. So there's this, you know, very spiritual element to it, where you know God might be imparting this miraculous work through, but it also could just be acts of caring. You know, like Jim said, it's not surprising that intercession and and healing would go hand in right. hand. If you're strong in intercession, you're probably strong in praying for those who, you know, who are are sick, and, 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 and that's and an act of caring. And, and you see them. Many of them come to wholeness, mm-hmm. right? You know, yeah. both emotionally and physically. You see that happen. So, I'm, I mean, I'm not at all surprised. Yeah. Intercession. I, I think mean, it probably would have been higher for me, higher than exhortation for sure. I think exhortation was like, oh, I'm supposed to be this one. Yeah. But I don't think that's really, I would, I would even take my name off the exhortation and do more the healing. The healing just freaked me out. <laughs> <laughs> because you get, you, you think of Benny Hinn, right? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Uh, with intercession, uh, the, the divine enablement. I'm sorry. The divine enablement to consistently pray on behalf of and for others, thus seeing frequent and specific results. Again, you know, if you're praying for those who are sick, you're seeing them come to result. You know, again, it's not yeah, surprising it's not to surprising. see that overlap. The gift of intercession is the ability to pray for the needs of others over an extended period of time on a regular basis. It means to persist in prayer while waiting for the answer. So, again, yeah, I, I, it's not not surprising. Let let's uh, let's flip down and let's kind of look through some of these. You know, I, hold on to your total sheets. Kind of keep those out in front of you. Um, I tried to <clears throat> develop a, just a list of areas of opportunity here at Redeemer based upon those gifts, whatever they might be. This is not an exhaustive list. Obviously, a lot of our ministries are still <laughs> not even developed yet. So uh, there, there are other opportunities besides this. And we shouldn't look at spiritual gifts as a pigeonhole. You know, that if I have the gift of teacher, that's all that I can do. I can only be a teacher. I'm never stepping out to serve. I'm never stepping out to evangelize. I'm never stepping out to show mercy because I'm a teacher. That's the wrong way to look at that. Because there's a difference between what we're called to, what we're commissioned to do, and what we've been gifted to do. You know, we've all been gifted, you know, we've all been called to to share our faith. So evangelism is something that we're all called to do. Some people just are particularly gifted in it. And so when we look at this too, it, when we think about opportunities, ways that we can get involved, this is not 
You're not limited by your gifting as to what you can be involved with. But there's wisdom in looking at your gifts and then trying to you know, find places accordingly. So, does that make sense? I was thinking that possibly also our gifting is something that then, if we, like, it helps us to know who's good at it, but then it also helps us, as we're discipling people, to know if this is something that we're gifted at, then maybe that's something that we should be bringing other people alongside us to help round each other out in some ways as well. You know what I mean? Like, if I'm a gifted evangelist, I shouldn't necessarily only be doing that by myself. Yeah. I should yeah. be bringing other people with me who aren't as good at it. Equipping the saints for the work of ministry. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Good yeah. point. Mm-hmm. Nope. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and with that, you know, these these gifts actually kind of break down in a few categories. I'm sorry. The the list of with the descriptions. Yeah. You already, you already passed that, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. And this kind of gives a brief description. What does it say about sarcasm? Oh, it's not it a curse. That's a curse. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a spiritual curse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so using your spiritual gifts at Redeemer Church, and there's sort of there's like a few different categories. There's gifts that communicate God's word, and those are sort of the prophet, preacher, evangelist, community builder, uh, missionary. Gifts that educate God's people, the teacher, one who exhorts and encourages. Uh, those who show wisdom, discernment, knowledge. Gifts that demonstrate God's love, and that's helps and service. I can I combine those. We can talk about the distinctions between those two in a minute. Um, mercy, hospitality, pastor, shepherd, giving. And then uh, gifts that celebrate God's presence. That's music, art, intercession, healing, miracles, tongues. And then gifts that support all the gifts, and that's leadership, administration, and faith. Um so I encourage you, when you go home, to kind of spend some time looking through these and just kind of examining reflecting those things. But um, let's just kind of move up here um, towards the top. What are, I think I went too far. Um, there you go. Yeah, there we go. Phil, what was your what was your top gift? My top gift? Yeah. Hospitality. Hospitality. We don't need to talk about how to do that, right? <laughs> We're pretty, that's pretty self-aware. What was your, what was your next one? Music. Music. Again, kind of self-aware. So, serving. Was this better? Okay, good. Serving. Um, how, how I kind of distinguish between helps and serving. Helps is a freeing ministry. Helps is designed to help other people around you to free them up so that they might use their gifts. Serving is a little bit different in that it, it's a recognition of unmet needs and acts so, to, so as to meet those needs. So like the example of uh, trimming trees at, at Jeff and Jessica's house, that's an act of service, not an act of help. If, if, he, if Jeff was like, I've got to do this, but you know this is kind of conflicting. Like if he's a believer and he's like, you know, I, I need to go and, and uh, you know, teach at, at this conference or whatever, but I really got to get these trees trimmed before I do, then it would be an act of help in addition to an act of service. You know, does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. Okay. To me. So, you know, areas of opportunities, really any use of any talent to help others, you know, maybe nursery duty, deacon, deaconess, just finding those unmet needs, desire, and you're doing that. I mean, like, I think of all the time that you spent here at the basic house just, you know, serving. But... 
tearing some stuff up, you know, and <laughs> using power tools. And I mean, that that's an act of service. That's something that ought to be... Yeah. Taking care of the money. Yeah. That's that's both a help and a service. Yeah, that's a help and a service. Yeah. I mean, that, that's huge. I mean, these are these are things that we rejoice in and, and uh, very much appreciate. Um, Holly, what's your top view? Hospitality. Giving. Giving. Giving and service. Okay. So we've talked about service. Giving. You know, that's. Uh, the ability to share what you have with others based upon meeting their needs. You know, that it could be an opportunity to serve in a benevolence ministry or, um, you know, it could be tithing or, or giving over above that, but it could be giving of your, your time, your energy, not just in... Again, it's, it's sort of closely tied to serving. Really, you can't get away from serving with any of your gifts. You know, it's kind of why these things are a little bit hard. Because, I mean... Teaching is an act of service. So, yeah. What about. Uh, let's look at Community Builder just because that was Shane. That was, that was kind of surprising to me. Not that I don't think Shane has some of these qualities himself, but just because he's sort of laid back and kind of quiet, it didn't really hit me as like this is a, an ideal Shane thing. But I, I was pleasantly surprised. Um, Community builder, a catalyst, is the ability to be a messenger, ambassador, or envoy to oversee church development and lead Christians to maturity. Areas of opportunity would be church planting, small group leader, elder, deacon, uh, ministry developer, somebody who starts ministries from scratch. And in that sense, I really, I mean, I see Shane fitting in well when you think about those different um, things that he might do with that. Um, anybody curious about some of their giftings and how they might be used in particular? Like, I have the gift of this, and I don't, how would I use that at Redeemer? Did you know where you're Discernment. Discernment. There we go. It's right here. The ability to distinguish right from wrong, truth from error, and to give immediate Evaluation based upon God's word. Areas for opportunity: member care. That's uh, <clears throat> that's what we're going to call sort of counseling, helping out those who are in need, you know, uh, applying truth to their situation. Community group leader or apprentice, someone who mentors, maybe an elder or a deacon. You know, any opportunity where you you know, you're put in a position where you examine and you apply God, you know, you you uh, examine it based upon God's word. Um, because that was interesting. That was so high for you. Mm-hmm. Pastor. Happy birthday for me. Hey, cool. Uh, pastor or shepherd is the ability to care for the needs of a group of believers and equip them for the work of ministry. Um, community group leader, apprentice, elder, life transformation group leader, mentoring, or member care. You know, something along those lines. Did you already go over missionary? No, not yet. I'd like Penny Arson that one too, because that's a <clears throat> there was a couple of people that had that one in their gift set too. Oops. Missionary, the difference between missionary community builder is the cross cultural context. Really, is what it yeah. comes down to. Yeah. So it's not surprising, Jim, that you would be both high in community builder and in 
missionary. Um, and missionary is the ability to adapt to different cultures in order to a different culture in order to reach unbelievers and strengthen believers in that culture. So it could be you know something as simple as short-term for mission trips, full-time missionary service, or ministry to internationals, which is a big thing right here. You know, we have 24,000 internationals live right in our community. So there's a great opportunity without ever having to, you know, leave town. Half of them are in Jewish classes. Just 12,000 students in her classes.
for every class and prays by name for every student, at least weekly, maybe daily. What, what is it, like a different class every day? Do you pray for, do you pray yeah. for them on the day you have it? Or, uh, at, at least a class a day, depend, yeah. yeah. Especially when I have this, I have 175 students this time. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. When I had 90, I did every day. <laughs> I got to break it up. <laughs> get there to teach Yeah. We want to look at any, any others? Again, you, you should have this uh, emailed to you. You can look through that and... Um, just find different ways. And again, you know, there's, there's opportunities that are only yeah, on here. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is just to kind of give you some ideas, some things to maybe pray about pursuing. Yeah. Um, this craftsmanship, do we ever go with that? Okay. Craftsmanship. I think I put that under arts. Yeah. I think that in this, I just kind of put it under music art. Um, the ability to use specific musical instrument or artistic talents in a way that beautifies or leads others in the presence of God. Yeah, I just kind of put it here generally. But it's like it's being able to use your hands to create something. You know, um, could be something that again is beautifying. Could be. Uh, could it be also something that's tasty. It could also be something that's tasty. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and something no. that is. That no, is did, extremely useful for building up the bond. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Phil, did you score on craftsmanship? Yeah. See, does it surprise me? You make the gluten-free Lord's Supper bread every time. Yeah. And I think that fits. I'm not, I mean, I think that fits under craftsmanship. Well, I think craftsmanship is also displayed in, in you know, some of your service, the things that you're willing to do, to build, to to help people, you know, um, using your hands with the, the construction abilities to... Uh, make like this facility more useful. Or remove dandelions from our yard. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously. Yeah. I just got under the walls. Is he going to take it? I built walls. Over. No, well, I oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. I mean, yeah. What were we going to ask, Phyllis? Well, I was just going to say that it seems like one of the keys as we're thinking about the fact that we're the core team and we're supposed to be the, you know, leading the people that are coming to our church, whether that be college students or other people, is just making sure that we're being intentional to take somebody else with us to do stuff. Like, if these are the things that we're good at, then, and if it is an opportunity to create a culture where all these things are fostered, then it seems like the best way to do that is to take somebody with you when you do stuff. So, I don't know. If we're the core team, then it seems like particularly that is something we need to be focused on even more than someone who is a young or new believer. You know, just adding that discipleship aspect into all of this, I guess. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I absolutely agree. Mm-hmm. So, just real quick, you know, what, are, what are some kind of closing thoughts on this? Um, when we look at we look at how God has equipped us as a church. The gifting for a season concept is really fascinating, you know, um, because definitely over time there's different things that God has taught me and challenged me, and, and this would be different than what I would have come up with 20 years ago. In college, I used to like never want to be the one to ever pray out loud. 
was because I guess it was the too intimate of the thought process, but and giftedness, your spiritual giftedness in conjunction with your call, what God's calling you to. That that sometimes when God calls you to different, His calling is slightly different. Your spiritual gifts can be slightly different. I think that's that's that I agree with Judy. This is an awesome concept, and I recognize the same thing. I mean, the things a spiritual gift given to where I would have taken 20 years ago would be different than this. Yeah. And maybe one way that we can recognize our calling is maybe we're maybe we're not always confident to fulfill our calling, but it seems like one thing that you were pointing out, Judy, is that. You didn't feel as confident to, example, for example, pray out loud. Mm-hmm. Only now you're feeling, you feel more confidence in oh. your prayer life and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and before so. you probably felt more confidence in exhortation and doing that, and you have not had the same confidence for whatever reason. Who knows what that is? Mm-hmm. But or even the same um, opportunities. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. yeah. So I don't know if our confidence in that is necessarily always an indicator, but it seems like it could, I don't know, help, it, yeah, help I, us to think about what... Yeah, I, I don't think it's good to rely on confidence, because you know it could be that we do have the gift of something, we didn't realize we had it, right. and part of this whole process is to urge us to develop our spiritual gifts, you know, to, to see those things and then work towards those things. Um, so we may not have confidence in them, but as we continue to develop, as we disciple those, bring them alongside us, as we continue to faithfully practice those different uh, spiritual gifts, then we do grow in confidence. Is it not Hebrews to anybody else that laid-back Shane is the one that never leadership? Yeah, well. All the driven people in the room. <laughs> yeah. That is hilarious. I did not notice that. <laughs> uh, what, what is that? What are they qualified as the Oh, let's see. Uh, the divine enablement to cast vision, motivate, and direct people to harmonious accomplishment harmoniously accomplish the purpose of God with the ability to preside over the flock with care and diligence. And I think it's more that second half that, yeah. that Shane exemplifies. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, that, that is kind of surprising. But here's the thing that I, I think is kind of cool, too. When I look at this, we've got all these hospitality folks. This is so key in a church plan. I agree. That Church plants succeed or fail based upon how they develop relationships. And hosp- hospitality is essential to that. And here we're scoring so high in it. Uh, this is a great encouragement to me. Mm-hmm. You know, And then I wouldn't be surprised that as the church develops, we, we were to take these polls again. Obviously, we'd have more people that were committed to being leaders, and so that would change things. But even our own gifting, if we, just us, were to take this test again two years, three years, five years from now, we, we would probably see a shift. Yeah? And uh, that's that's neat. And it would be neat to see the context that gave rise to that shift. Like how God was moving the mission and vision of Redeemer, how that might sway 
our own uh, giftings. So I just thought that was neat. I agree. I'm just, just in general, just, it's just cool to see that Excel sheet with the way that God's gifted this body. I'm just, it's just, in general, it's just very exciting and cool and, and it fires me up. <laughs> and it's totally cool to see that, you know, they're all covered. Yeah. So, it, it, in some way, God has gifted us, this body, in this way, and gets represented. Okay. If there are no other thoughts, let's uh, just close by thanking the Lord for the gifts that He's given us. <clears throat> Gracious Heavenly Father, we, we just want to take time to praise You and thank You for the way that you have given your grace, that you have imparted your gifts to this body, that though we may be small and seemingly insignificant, you have you have given us all that we need um, for life and godliness. You have given us what we need to fulfill the mission and purpose that you have placed on our lives. And we pray that we would be faithful to cultivate and develop those gifts, that we would be quick to bring others alongside us that we would be quick to identify evidences of grace in one another, that this would be an opportunity to just be encouraged because you are at work among us. God, we we just thank you so much for your grace. And uh, I pray that we can go away from here, not just with a piece of paper in hand and kind of a knowledge of of how you might might have endowed something upon us, but it, it might actually motivate us to work at these things that it might motivate us to to fan into flame the gift of God that has been given to us. And so, Lord, we pray that, that in your grace, in the power of your Holy Spirit, this might be done, and that Redeemer Church might be a, um, a church that fulfills its mission to build a redemptive community of gospel-centered people. God, we, we thank you for this body. We thank you for these gifts. And it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you.